a vehicle, open doors of opportunity and elevate your quality of life. You drive to school, work, or vacation. The automotive industry provides some 4 million jobs and makes 60 million cars and trucks a year. What would you like to know more about the automotive industry? Hello, everyone. I'm Estela Casas, creative brand strategist for the Viva Fiesta Auto Group family of dealerships in El Paso, Las Cruces, Albuquerque, and Santa Fe. We'll be answering meaningful questions from knowledgeable guests from across Texas and New Mexico. We'll also have some fun sharing your stories about how to elevate your lifestyle with Viva Style. Go to VivaAutoGroup.com and share your story. Let's talk Viva Style. Oh, Viva Style. Good afternoon, everyone. We hope you're doing well in this heat, sweltering heat that yeah, we've been having there. lately, huh? Yeah, it's getting there. Well, my guest today is Patrick Brown, and he's Chief Operating Officer here at Viva Auto Group, but he is many things. He wears so many different hats. But today we get to talk about fathers. What makes a father right before Father's Day? And I'd like to share some quotes. I was looking this up, you know, because I, I lost my dad uh, 25, 26 years ago, so, um, and he was... 49 years old when he had me. So I you know, I got him towards the end of his life. He was 84 when he passed away, but I don't have a real recollection of my dad. But dads are the most ordinary men turned by love into heroes, adventurers, storytellers, and singers of song. A father is someone you look up to no matter how tall you grow. So, you know, we always hear about moms, but dads are such an important part of our lives. And I know you wear a lot of different hats here, too. But uh, tell me about your family dynamics and your role as a father. There's a lot of dynamics there. Yes. I got a lot of kids. I know you do. Yeah. So I'm, I am a father of five boys and one girl. And their ages range from 21 all the way down to six years old. So it's, Brave. yeah, it's, it's a lot. So it's like when you think you're... You know, your oh my oldest is in college, and my youngest just my seventeen year old just graduated high school, and he's starting college. And when you think you're done, you're not done, right? <laughs> you're never done no. anyway. How, yeah. However old they are. <laughs> yeah, I, I I got a six year old, and and she'll be. I got another twelve years. She starts first grade this year, and I got another you know that long time to go to for her to graduate, and then she'll be in college, and then by then she'll have. You know, nieces and nephews probably that, you know, are close to her age from my right. older two. And, yeah, it's a real big dynamic. And, you know, it, it's like you said, just when you think you're, you're done, you know, raising the kids when they turn 18 or whatever, you have a six-year-old. So, but they, they keep you young and oh. they keep you they keep you current and updated and seeing the world through their eyes just in a different way, right? Well, and you know what else it does? It, it makes you a pro at parent-teacher conferences and PTA meetings. <laughs> I'll tell you it right now. You. Yeah, I'm a pro at that right now. <laughs> what, are the, what are the biggest challenges facing? Let, let's go down the road. You have one girl, one six-year-old girl. Yes. What, what are the different challenges that you face you know, with five boys and, and a six-year-old girl? Well, what, what, I, what I see, my perception is how she is, 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 is. It's funny because she'll be in the house and she'll try to yell a lot and to speak over the boys, right? It's because, like, you don't hear me. Yeah. You're not listening. But we're all right yeah. there. We're like, you don't have to yell. Oh, mamas, you can just, you know, but but she talks a lot because she wants to stand out. She wants to be heard. And, you you know, boys are boys, and they're going to run around and play and wrestle and this and that. And she will try and get involved in that, and she'll be trying to wrestle too and talk to the boys and talk over the boys. And so, you know, she has that, you know, but then she's also the princess. 
Of so course. You know, she'll go out and rough play with the boys, and she'll try and play football, and she'll play soccer, and she'll go in the pool. And then when it's you know it's princess time, she's doing her nails, and she's putting on her own makeup, and she's dolling herself up all by herself and her little vanity, you know? Yeah. And so what are some of the challenges? So that's the, the, the those aren't even challenges. That's just a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a fun stuff. She would have, that's a fun stuff. When she starts to going into first grade and when she won't be able to, will have to, to lower her voice or, or not be so aggressive, right? Right. Um, that, those are some of the challenges that she's facing. But your boys, you know, what, what kind of challenges do you face as a father with, with boys of several different ages? I know there, some of them are musicians. And um, it's, just, it's just hard for you to be able to make all, your, all those practices, all those performances, all those. You want to be everything to all of your children, and yes. you just can't sometimes, especially with six. It, it's hard, but what I, what I found is you have to be really focused with time management, not just in the workplace, but with your life. Because what you got to realize, um, and this is, you know, I, I, I talk about this sometimes in the motivational meetings I give, is time is a currency. And where you put your time is what you think is most valued. Mm-hmm. So if you don't make a, a, a conscious effort to make sure you, you personally carve out that time that your family needs, not, not that what you think you want, but what your family needs. And there's a difference there. Absolutely. There's a want and there's a need. So if you carve out that time, remembering time is a currency, mm-hmm. you're going to get – it's like investing. When you invest something that gives you good return, that's like investing in your children. So you want to make sure you carve out that time and invest in them so you get a good return. So what does uh, Patrick Brown's day look like? I know a little bit about it, but uh, what does it look like? You have to get up very early to have that maybe some me time and some spouse time and some uh, six-year-old girl time and some teenager boy time. And where do you find the time to do anything? Well, my day's pretty interesting. It's full for sure. Um, I'll get up, you know, between five and five thirty in the morning, uh, just slowly wake up. Um, I don't rush myself. I don't, you know, I'm typically in the office at seven thirty. you know, later than that. Um, I won't like rush myself, get up at seven, hurry, run and get to work. I won't do that. You know, I have meditation time, my prayer time that I have for myself, get myself mentally prepared for the day. Um, I actually think through what I have going on. I think through all the challenges I might be presenting for the day before that I have to conquer today. I think about like school is out, but also I think about when school is going on, I have to wake up my kids kind of in this order because I know how their characters are. So I have that challenge. So I I get them up, but I get myself mentally ready and prepared. So they, when I wake them up, they are mentally ready and prepared for their days. Um, That's kind of my morning and that's a lot to do. (laughs) Before Uh, before leaving the house and getting here at 730. Yes, before leaving the house and getting here at 730. uh, And my older kids, well, they're, they're, you know, they're 21 and 17. They you know, get themselves up, they take themselves to school, they do all that kind of stuff. So my time really with them is when I come back. So when I come back from work, you know, I, I catch up with my, my kids, my wife, hey, how was your day? What happened today? Everything good? Anything I can help you with? Any challenges you face? Things like that. And, you know, so we're all musicians, me and my two um, boys. So, you know, we'll go in the music room, we'll play some music together every once in a while. Is that how you relax? Is that part it of your, your your meditation uh, portion of your life? For, for for me, it really? is. I'll, I'll break out the piano and I'll play some uh, worship music from church, and I'll just uh, connect that way. And my kids will come in and we'll do the same thing. And this is at nine o'clock at night. So yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so you leave, leave here. You know, sometimes you're very late. And then then what happens when you leave the office? Uh, when I leave the office here at five o'clock, mm-hmm. five thirty, six depends on what's Seven. happening. Seven. <laughs> well, when I leave the office, I'll you know sometimes I'll go to a dealership and make a surprise visit there. But when I go home. 
Um, it's, you know, I got to make sure, like, let's look at dinner. Let's look at, you know, how's the homework situation going? Um, you know, okay, we got to pick up. Okay, little the little ones would, you know, leave stuff on the floor and stuff like that. Okay, guys, let's pick up, let's clean up. Um, all those kind of things that, that daddies do, right? Um, just move forward. Do you cook? Do you do the dishes? Oh, I, I don't do dishes at all, but I cook a lot. Do yeah. you iron? I don't iron. <laughs> I, well, I do, but I don't. No. <laughs> oh, kind of. When I have kind to. Of, uh, <laughs> do you, what, what other things do you do at home to help around? Um, well, typically for the most part on the weekends, I do all the cooking in the house. Um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner is on me. Um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. Wow. Breakfast, I cheat at cereal a lot of the time, you know. Okay. The kids, and I have to fight them. I'm like, I'm making eggs. No, I want cereal. They want the <laughs> sugar, you know. So sometimes it's not all that great. You know, but I like to grill. That's one of my things, too. It helps me relax. And so I pull out the grill or I cook inside. At my family, they call me El Güero Cocinero. I was just going to say that. I've seen some <laughs> of your Facebook posts, and they call you El Güero Cocinero. Why is that? Because I make the best Mexican food. Do I you really? I, yeah. I even have... <laughs> what's your favorite plate, and what's your, what's your most famous one that you're known for? My most famous one in Mexico, well, uh, Mexican food, I make cocktail camarón. I make oh, it really I good. Cool. Uh, I always make salsa molcajete. <laughs> I don't yes. blend it. I don't. I get the stone and I grind I've it. I've never out. been invited over, so I can't. I can't say that your food <laughs> hint, food hint. is any good. Okay, hint hint. Yeah, it's really good. I should bring some <laughs> over one day. You should. You should. One of these days, you'll do that. So you mentioned you mentioned meditation and prayer. That's part of your. That's a big part of the of how you start your day. Uh, tell me about that. How how do you decide? You know how to meditate. How do you decide what prayer? You know, I I get prayers every day and I pray in the morning, but. Um, but they're sent to me. It, it's not like they just come out of my heart uh, many times. Uh, where do you find that? So so for me, it's uh, I, I, I have a relationship with Christ, I feel. So I, I don't I don't pray like a certain prayer. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like I don't do like a, you know, I'm not Catholic, so I can't I don't know. But I don't do those kind of prayers. But I, I, I talk to Jesus like I talk to a person. And I say, these are my challenges. This is what I need help with today. This is what I would appreciate. Thank you for what you've done. And that just kind of pushes things out. You know? That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Wow. And meditation, is that part of your meditation? Yes. Okay. Okay. Have you, have you taught that to your kids too? Or do you think they will develop it on their own later down the road? You know, I'm asking you all these questions because I think this is a great opportunity for you to share your wisdom and your knowledge uh, to be able to raise six children. Well, I look at a role of a father very serious, right? So I think my number one responsibility is is what kind of legacy am I going to leave? And legacy doesn't mean like how people think of you. Legacy means how people respond to you and how they use that example in their lives, right? So I want to live that legacy, and you have to do that to be able to, to – you have to give that example. So, yes, my kids, so, I, you know – they also, I volunteer at a Bundle Living Faith Center. I play piano there, um, and my kids also volunteer there, and they also play music there. And we're connected together as a family. So when we do this stuff, it's not like, oh, one person goes off and does mm-hmm. and comes back. No, we're all engaged together because this is a legacy I want to make sure my kids have, and I see it bearing fruit, and I see that's their, their legacy they've captured, and hopefully they'll leave that legacy onto their kids. That's a pretty deep, deep thoughts and, and, and great conviction that you have to carry on through your children. Where do you get all that? What inspires you? What motivates you? I mean, legacy just doesn't appear. It takes work and it, effort. It, it, it does take work and effort, but, you know, there's, there's ways to look at it. So I look at it like this. There's, 
examples of things that, you know, my home life with my, my, my father wasn't really there. And so, and I don't want that legacy for my kids. You know, that's not the legacy I am going to choose to leave behind. So I have to be the total opposite of that. So I have to capture that. Okay. What, what do I really want my kids to be an example of? Do you want my kids to grow up saying, Oh my, and talking to their friends saying, Oh, my dad was this kind of guy. I don't want that. I want them to say, Hey, I was proud to you know, be with my dad growing up at home, you know, being, you know, my kids still live at home. They're not, you know, saying, you know, I'm not kicking them out, but they're not saying, Hey, I want to move out. I want to move out. No, they're, they're happy there because mm-hmm. we have a relationship and, and it's valued and we do things together as a family. And it's that legacy. A lot of challenges and a lot of work, but it's not work when it's done with love. Exactly. And you continue that. And so, so tell me what, what kind of advice would you have for, for fathers, for, for a new father? New, new fathers is, is something special because you, you don't know what's going to go on, right? You, you, you think you do, and everybody's going to try and be a coach and tell you, well, you're going to have to do this and that, but, but you just really got to go through it. Um, and, and just remember, Kids don't come with, with yeah. instruction, with an instruction manual. Right? Yeah. And I'm the kind of guy that reads instructions and no, they don't come with instructions, <laughs> you know, but, but you just got to remember that, you know, you got to ask yourself as a father, um, what kind of legacy do I want to leave for my son or daughter when they get to be 18 years old, 19 years old, 15 years old, where do I want them to be at a certain point? In so milestones, life? maybe, maybe you should set some milestones as a father, right? Oh, sure. Maybe, maybe one through five or one, one through six and then six through 12 or, you know, when they're in middle school, the toughest, the toughest age mm-hmm. anybody can go through, can suffer through. And then in high school and beyond, do you, do you kind of have that in mind of how, you know, where I need to be as a father while they are setting their milestones as well? You know, I, I look at it as a day by day really scenario because you know i don't i want to be like you know there's a bunch of uh you know parents out there and i was one of them that says you know i want my kids to be a doctor and a lawyer and this and that and i have this expectation and then if you're not careful you're going to be trying to train your kids to go into that math and mm-hmm. that may not be what they want mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and they may it may feel forced you know my dad wants to be a doctor but i want to do this and then th- that creates resentment Right. And that creates a lot of other and disappointment. Yeah. And, 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 and with the parents and like, I wish they would have done this. They could have done that. What I found is if you're true to the legacy you want to leave behind, because legacy is more of a culture for somebody. Right. It's not like a legacy of being a doctor. You know, that's like an employment. Okay. But if you're true to your, your family culture and your legacy, you're going to work with your kids day by day because they have issues that happen day by day. Mm-hmm. You solve their problems day by day. You help them push to the next level day by day. Say, uh, you know, my kids wanted to be, um, I don't know, NASCAR drivers. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But it would be my responsibility to help them push their dreams and visions Mm -hmm. day by day. So every day they're motivated. Every day they're inspired. So they they don't go backwards. They don't feel, you know. Mm -hmm. And and then if they say, you know what, Dad, I want want to try this now. Okay. My responsibility is to make sure let's get that vision. Let's build that day by day. And let's keep on moving forward. So you have five boys. Five boys. And a girl, mm-hmm. a six-year-old girl. Do you see yourself treating her differently? Daddy's little girl wrapped around your, oh yeah, around her finger. Uh huh. And, and I and I treat the boys differently too. Each and every one of them, because everybody has their own character, mm-hmm. right? So yes, it is. It's funny. It's dad. It's daddy. I'm daddy's girl, and you know she'll come to me more than she'll come to mommy, and that kind of stuff. It, it yeah, happens. Yeah, she wants things done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it does exactly. Are you the discipline? Uh, are you the disciplinarian? I am. Are you? I'm the okay. disciplinarian. How do you yeah. discipline? 
With words, with, uh, with chanclas, with, uh, with, with el cinto. Uh, I mean, uh, that's just con la chancla, like that, you know? <laughs> you just have to be, you have to be stern and unwavering. Yes, yes. Because if you give in any time, like, okay, well, maybe this once, well, then you just mm -hmm. open the door. Mm -hmm. So you just have to be consistent in your parenting. And that, that's what it is. If you, you make a decision, you're, you and your spouse make a decision to um, parent this way, well, that's the decision you make, and you hold true to it. And that also helps, especially when you have so many kids like I do, that also helps um, prevent that, you know, I'm going to go tell mom, I'm going to go dad, <laughs> or, you know, that kind of thing. But you're against each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's tough. It's, it's tough. tough with, yeah. And it happens, but as long as you're consistent in, in your, your parenting um, communication, you got to have that, then it, it, that kind of doesn't really happen much. So as a man with your five boys, it's it's different. What dreams or hopes do you have for your little girl? To do whatever she wants to do. My, my hopes is it and dreams. It, it, it is and it isn't. It's a different. I'll tell you, it's a different feeling because I've. This is my first girl, so it's like okay, <laughs> it is different. But the vision and and the, and the dreams are still the same. When she graduates, she, or when she whatever she wants to do in life, that she is successful at what she chooses, mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. the legacy I want to leave. Whatever they decide to do, whatever it is, that they're the very best of what they have right then. What other advice do you have for, for fathers? We, we talked about first-time fathers, and when they, you have a, a baby in your arms, father. Um, how about for fathers maybe a little younger than you who are coming up and have uh, young teenagers, no, not, not a 21-year-old and not a 6-year-old, but somewhere in between teenage, the teenage years that are just so very hard on everybody. I just, I just think that teachers or parents, you, you just de deserve like combat pay when you have a <laughs> middle schooler. Right? You know what I found is... The, the less involved you are in their like extracurricular activities and stuff, mm -hmm. the more that becomes a challenge because you, there's a line. There's, there's dad's home from work. Dad's got to wind down. Let dad do his thing for two hours. Mm -hmm. but then, two hours? Or whatever wow. it is. <laughs> okay. but, but then there's the kids who are in seventh grade, eighth grade that have after school sports, intramural this, that you know, so the more you ingrain yourself with the success of your children mm -hmm. earlier on, like that, the less that is going to be a problem. That's true. It, it's easier to um, to take care of that than to have to find help to yes. to change the things that you should have taken care of when they were growing. Exactly. Up. Yeah, yeah. Anything you'd like to add, Patrick? That, that, that we don't know about you. You know, you wear a lot of hats here. Um, every day is a challenge at home and here. What is, what is your quiet time? What is your you time, your me time? Um, my me time is really in the mornings we were talking about earlier. I, that's a lot of my me time uh, in the evenings. Um, spend time with my wife, and you know we put the kids to sleep at a reasonable time. I don't, even though it's summer, I'm not keeping them up till eleven o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. um, so you know we have our evenings together, and and that's just it's just that you know, and 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 I have my me time, but I also what's more important to me is the relationship with my family time. And so I'm there, I'm present, I'm, I'm not the kind of person that's going to go, you know, out every day and I don't do that. I spend, I spend my time at home and that's where I'm at all the time. And, and if I'm not home, I'm somewhere with my family. I'm not somewhere like by myself mm -hmm. or whatever. So that, that's, that's my piece to know that the legacy is being transferred to my kids. Any regrets? Not at all. None at all. None. Okay. What are your dreams? What's, what's next for Patrick? I'm living the dream. <laughs> there you Actually, go. Actually, I am. Really, I never thought I'd be where I am right now. I never thought I'd have this amazing job with an amazing company. I've never thought that I have an amazing family I have, a wife that I have, and there's nothing more that I could ask for. 
How do you want to be remembered? I know that I that it's part of our uh, newsletter, and I remember exactly what you said, but I'd like for you to repeat it or add to it or change it if you'd like, but uh, how would you like to be remembered? I would like to be remembered as someone who could leave people better than when they found them. That's a lot to ask sometimes yeah. because a lot of people aren't open, don't have an open heart, and don't have an open mind. But I'm going to try, and that's it. That's why I do it. Let me share some other little quotes that, that, I, that I set aside. It says, my father gave me the greatest gift anyone could give another person. He believed in me. This is Jimmy Valvano who said that. Liza Minnelli, as you all know, mm-hmm. is, is a singer. And uh, I've said it before, but it's absolutely true. My mother gave me drive, my drive, but my father gave me my dreams. Thanks to him, I could see a future. Sigmund Freud. I cannot think of any need in childhood as strong as a need for a father's protection. Steve Martin, funny guy. A father carries pictures where his money used to be in his wallet, right? That's right. And George Strait said, daddies don't just love their children every now and then. It's a love without end. Amen. Amen. (laughs) So you talk about protection, you talk about, you know, realize, helping realize their dreams, you're a storyteller, you're a hero, and you are an adventurer. And that's what fathers are, and not all fathers. You certainly are a beautiful example. You are a beautiful example of what a father should be, and uh, we, we thank you for that. Yep. And, and your kids are a testament, and they will carry on your legacy forever. Yes, they will. Yeah. Anything you'd like to add, Patrick? No. Thank you for having me on. Hey, thank you so much for opening up your heart and, and sharing your wisdom with, with all of our viewers today. Mm-hmm. And um, we wish you happy Father's Day. We hope that you have a Sunday full of love and good food, good Mexican food. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and obviously that you are gathered with your children and can enjoy the day with family and friends. Have a great day, everybody. And thank you all for tuning in. It's automotive news you can use. We'd like to hear what you think about our Viva Style podcast. Send in your questions and suggestions to vivaautogroup.com. Be engaged.